Alright, run it. Welcome everybody to the Aka Minority Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jesus Shuttlesworth, and she is the lovely, the gorgeous, the beautiful Lady Godiva. What's up? How are y'all doing? <laughs> I know they've been like, where y'all been at, man? <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Does it make me racist that I don't like white bread? No. Like, I really like, like, I really didn't think about this. I was like, man, I really don't like, like, I only like white bread unless it's toasted. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't eat it. Like, it's either wheat bread or nothing. Like, I like I don't know what, what, what where I came along in this way of my life to get to the point where I don't like white bread. But it just, ugh. I just, ugh. It's just, ugh. Like, it's not even the taste of it. It's just, like, it's just how nasty it can get. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, That's like, my- overrated. It really is overrated. And we're saying white bread. It's not like a metaphor. It's not a euphemism. I mean, right. actually white bread. Man. But yeah. Not, that's, man. So I just got done watching The Muppets. As you know, it's a new show on ABC. The Muppets has been around for about 30, 40 years. They bought, the Muppets are older than both of us, pretty much. <laughs> so I went to like their Facebook page just to like it. And then to see about the episode, because I, I, I like nowadays, I try to type comments on stuff when I like it instead of just scrolling by and being like a ghost follower like everybody else. So when right. I left the comment, I seen everybody else's comments and people was making statements like, oh my God, this show is horrible. I was watching it with my five-year-old daughter and this is inappropriate. And and you just saw like floods of people like joining in on the chime because normally you'll see a comment like that. And then the next comment, it'll be something else. But it had to be like 10 comments in a row of people complaining about this show. And the thing about it is the show was not bad. Like it did not have nothing inappropriate at all. That's crazy. I I just, you know, parents make me laugh sometimes. I'm a parent, so disclaimer, (laughs) but um, I just don't understand if you don't, want your child to watch a certain thing why won't you watch it first before you know letting them see it you know to decide make a responsible decision whether or not it's a good idea for your child to see something you don't approve of or stop being so damn sensitive like the only this would this the oh this the most controversial thing they said on the show miss piggy was getting on kermit from nerves and kermit was like my life is a bacon wrapped hell on earth that's the most controversial thing that was said in the show. And it's not even controversial. Like, y'all sitting here trying to, first of all, just because it's the Muppets, the Muppets were never, the Muppets have never in the history of the Muppets been about children. The Muppets were making bombs on the show back in the 70s. They smoked. They was drinking. The Muppets were the adult version of Sesame Street. And this, this, this shit is funny. I'm sorry. Because when, yeah. when Fonzie the Bear, Fuzzy the Bear, I can't, I can't pronounce it. I forgot his name, but when he was um, he had this human girlfriend, and he was um, he, he um, he put out an ad. Basically, he went on like Tinder, and he said, nowadays when you go when you're a bear looking for love, you can't just type passionate bear looking for love on the internet. You get a lot of wrong responses. And he looked at the camera. He was like, wrong for me. 
wrong for me. It's okay for anybody else. Basically making reference to um, gay. You know, big gay dudes are called bears. So, <laughs> he's a bear looking. He's a passionate bear looking for love. So gay dudes are hitting him up. Then tonight <laughs> they had um the chef. The chef, as everybody know, the chef he can't. He doesn't. He, he doesn't speak English well or English at all, basically. So you know his words like one 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 one. So he kept on. He was talking to the. He was talking to one of the um. The actresses on the show, she was a human. I like how they mix the humans with the um puppets. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. So mm-hmm. she, he was trying to get an autograph, and she was asking him his name and who it was for. He was saying Megan, but when he, Megan means me. So he kept on saying Megan. She was like, "Oh, you're Megan? Okay." Then she was like, "Okay, girl, live your truth, girl." Basically thinking he's a transgender because he's a because he's a chef. <laughs> it was hilarious. It's like. These jokes, first of all, your child's not gonna get this joke. Like, mm-hmm. like as me and Jacob was watching this, Jacob was just finding it funny that she thought he was a girl. Yeah. So yeah. that's where the joke will go. I'm I'm pretty sure your children see a way worse from day to day at daycare, at school, or whatnot. I'm not condoning, you know, whatever, but that's just the truth of it all. Exactly. Know? Stop being so sick. You know what happened when you raise a sensitive ass child? They get buck wild in these streets. Like I had a I had a friend. His name was David. He lived like up the street from me. Well, it was about a couple of houses up. And he came over to my house one day. And I never been in his house. Well, I've been in his house, my bad I'm lying. I've been in his house one time and it's like shit. Because his his sister had like a lot of children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeping on the topic. And I don't know, she just, I guess she never changed the diapers or throw them away, something like that. Anyway, he came down to my house and he asked to borrow a tape. This is how, this is how old this was. He asked to borrow a tape, a VHS tape. <laughs> most, of, most of our listeners doesn't have no clue what the hell that even is. But, I miss those. yo, I honestly have a VHS tape player in the garage and I have a garage full of VHS. I would not throw those away. I refuse to throw those away. <laughs> Got we, Little Giants, Good Burger, Long Kids. Oh my God, Long Kids Good Night. That action movie with Samuel L. Jackson. When <laughs> we do dick off, like, oh my God, that shit is funny. But anyway, back to the story. I'm getting off topic. So I'm like suggesting movies. So I'm like, oh, you can watch Friday. Um, I was suggesting like a lot of good movies, Minister to Society. He's like, no, no. And so finally, my mom goes, so what can you watch? And he goes, mind you. He, he had to be 17 or 18, one of those. He goes, I can only watch PG-13. Or, or maybe it was PG-13 or rated G, one of those. He couldn't watch none of the movies I was recommending. You know you know something? Not to be funny, but that was me when I was younger. Like, <laughs> we couldn't watch anything. And, yeah, it's not a good thing to be sheltered. Because yeah. You grow up and you're like, you get a big slap in the face. <laughs> his, his big slap in the face is kind of funny because he got out in these streets and he lost his mind. He came back <laughs> from the army. He came back from the army bumping rap music. That whole, Remember that, that song, Ho, sit down, ho, sit down, ho, sit down. <laughs> he came back playing that. He had a little car with big speakers. He was... He married a woman. He just married a woman just for the fuck of it. He got married for a whole year. Wow. Tattoos on his arm. He was out here catching. He was out here catching up on the life that his mom deprived him of. Oh. 
Mm-mm-mm. But back to you. So, so you, how did you, how did you, how, how is it living like that? Let's just say I have a big imagination because of that. I mean, I don't think, okay, I don't think it's so much of a bad thing because it's just movies, but I do think that whatever parents deprive the children from, the child is going to go looking for it, you know, forbidden is more sweet or whatever. But um, if anything, I think it's, it's better if, even if you want to keep some things away from your child, at least be open and conversate with them and let them know why you're keeping certain things from them. Instead of just saying, no, you cannot, you know, this is, you better not, you know, threaten them or whatever. Um, that's not a good look. <laughs> exactly. Like chill, like breathe a little bit, man. Like it's not, it's not that deep. I can understand like you got your child watching Scandal or some shit. Like, okay, they got sex in it. Only confession. Only seen like the last five minutes of Scandal because it comes on before How to Get Away with Murder. So I don't know that much about it, but I imagine it's scandalous because it's called Scandal. She's like having an affair with the. That's your show, ain't it? And she's like having an affair with the um the president. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's not for children. Children, you know. But exactly. it's like. And in anything else, everything in moderation, whatever, you know, everything has its place and time in life. You know, don't have to rush it, but at least speak on the topic. Let your child know that they have you to come to when they are curious about things uh, rather than going out there because you don't want your child to get answers from outside. <laughs> the, yeah. the, real, the world you're trying to keep them from you don't want them to get answers from there because that's 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 your worst that could be your worst nightmare right because i remember my mom she sat me down well she didn't sit me down she always <laughs> told me i can't watch hbo and i was like oh, okay and then she told me why i can't watch she was like it's not you're not old enough when you're old enough i'll let you know so i didn't watch it i didn't i didn't feel deprived of it because she told me i'm not old enough but to sit here and just be overly, my mom was like, oh, you can't watch the Muffins and stuff. So I'm like, what's wrong with this lady? I'm going to watch it anyway. Like, you're depriving the children of, damn, laugh a little bit. Like, y'all y'all are honestly the people that can't take a joke and always asking to see the manager at fast food restaurants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it can get serious, you know, um, sheltering your child from a lot. I get it. You know, as a parent, I don't want my children to go buck wild, but it's it, it's very important to speak to them. And yeah, it sounds serious right now because it's it is a serious topic because these children nowadays, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on. And you know what's crazy? The generation, you know, like our grandparents, they said the same thing about us or their children, you know, like this generation, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's yeah, the same. yeah, I feel old because I say that now. Like this generation, where, where, where's your mama at? <laughs> Bruh, like this. Every time I hear a young thug song, I'm like, man, I hate this generation. Like, <laughs> oh my god. And this, speaking of this generation, they're so damn soft. Like, yeah. speaking of sensitivity, um. Recently, like James Harrison, James Harrison is a player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He posted a video of his children's participation trophies. 
And he said he's taking them back tomorrow to the school or wherever they got him from because he said, my children do not get participation trophies. And people went crazy. Now, if people that don't know what the participation trophy is, is when you play a sport and at the end, they give everybody the tro- same trophies. Me yeah. personally, uh-huh. I don't believe in it. What do you What do you think about it? How do you feel about participation trophies? I think I think he did a good job and I applaud him for that because that's just like saying, you know, your child cleans up after himself or herself, you know, picks up their clothes, puts it in the laundry basket or, you know, like putting their dishes in the sink after they eat and you reward them with like money or something like that. No, you know, you better do that shit. <laughs> exactly. This is my thing. And this is when, um, this is what I think about the, the first thing I thought about is when Jacob, when you, when you let Jacob play a sport. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I want to see Jacob succeed. And only way he can succeed is if you don't reward mediocrity. If you go out there and you try your hardest, that's cool. I clap for you. I'm going to be your biggest fan. I'm going to have a t-shirt on. I'm going to have face paint and everything. It'll be crazy. He might not want me to come, but I'm, you know, I'm going to act buck wild. But if you ask me how you did, I'm like, you could like, if you could do better, I got to tell you, I can't. If you keep on rewarding mediocrity, they're not going to try to be better. Because when I play, when I play football, the best players got the trophies. So at the end of the year, I got a trophy. When no, I got a trophy, because mm-hmm. I knew I had to be good. Like if I if I would have tried hard all year, can you imagine being one of the best players and at the end of the year, everybody get the same trophy? Exactly. Oh, you won a championship? Oh, okay. We still can get these losers who lost 14 games. We still can get them trophies. I remember they tried to pull that shit in eighth grade. We we had a sorry team. The politics of it was sorry because the fucking one of the parents was the coach, so he kept on giving the ball to his son. And we lost a shit ton of games. They gave us a participation trophy, and I smashed it on the ground. Like, I did not want – I didn't deserve – we did not deserve that at that time. We did not deserve a trophy, and nobody – or I made sure everybody, like almost everybody, I was basically bullying people then. At, the, at this particular moment, not bullying people at school. But I felt, I felt like as a team, we should just throw those shits away. And guess what happened the next year? What's that? We fucking got at it. We won stuff because we did not want to be looked at as losers. Like, it's one thing to try hard and lose, but you shouldn't get rewarded for it because right. that's not how society goes. In society, if you do not do your best, you do not get the great results. Sure, you'll have, like I mentioned, the young thugs who make shitty music and they get rewarded. But look at J. Cole. J. Cole is doing his best and now he's wreaking the rewards. But if we keep on giving everybody trophies, they're not going to try their best no more because, shit, that's simple logic. If I don't have to try hard, why, you know, I don't have to try hard to get the same. I'm I'm not even trying hard. I'm getting the same reward as you. So why why try it at all? That right. makes your ass look stupid. You look stupid. Exactly. And that, and that goal, that ties in with grandparents raising children. Can, can, you know what? Can, can y'all just hear me out on this? Seriously. Grandparents, I love y'all to death. I love y'all to death because you not only raised your children, but right now you're taking the role of raising your grandchildren as well, because your children had children while they were children, if you you catch my drift. And so, you know, the great grandparents are out here, they're like, you know, I, my role is to be the grandparent and you know, the grandparent is supposed to be sweet as honey and this, that and the other. And 
with all honesty, you can't, if you're the one raising the child, then you have to discipline them when they need it. You can, and you cannot enable them. Seriously, you cannot enable these children. This is what's going on. Just like with the whole trophy situation, if you keep giving them stuff, rewarding them without them even trying, they're not gonna want to succeed or do better because they're gonna think that's the best they can do. Or, you know, oh, I don't have to try hard because I'm gonna get spoiled anyways. You know what I'm saying? They're and going so, to be they're going to be those people on Facebook that brag about basic shit. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I'm not blaming the grandparents. I'm just saying that please like tighten it up. Like if your child had a child, let them deal with that responsibility because it wasn't you getting down that night having a baby. Exactly. Uh, you didn't get yeah. to have the fun of the baby, so don't be living the aftermath. Make that exactly. make that motherfucker. Oh, you want to go to the club? Should not have put your should not put your penis in Vanessa down the street. You should have been saving that. You can't. Yeah. Yep. No outs. You want uh -huh. your sex? Now you're gonna take care of your damn baby. It's your baby. It's your baby. Exactly. And just God forbid, if Jacob, for example, if he were say get in trouble and break the law and he goes to jail, you think I'm a bail him out? No. Nope. I'm gonna eat that shit and swallow it because I'm gonna be like, you know, it's called tough love. Because if he breaks the law again, it, unless he's innocent, okay, mind you, unless he's innocent, but if he's done, if he did the crime, he has to pay the time. I'm not gonna sit there and baby him and say, oh my baby, you know, this is wrong. Da -da -da, da -da -da. No. I know it's hard. I know I, I probably sound mean, but it's the it's for his own good when he gets older. You know, just you know, I, I, I don't know why I'm 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 really being passionate about this. I just think that a lot of children yeah i just think that like a lot of these children nowadays would have been a different version if things were played differently when they you know after they were born they got you know what I mean? children because you got a lot of these children they don't get taught responsibilities they don't get caught they don't get taught to clean up after themselves they don't they don't wash their own clothes at a certain age like right that, that's 14 or 13 at 13 you should know how to wash your clothes like mm -hmm. even a little bit, or you should understand that when you wear something, you should actually wear it, not for five seconds, not for five minutes, and then think it's dirty. You should understand that somebody has to clean this. When you when you um when you eat dinner and you're done with dinner or you're done with your snack, that's one plate you have to clean. This is what I this is what I don't understand from a lot of people. This is one dish you have to clean off. Just clean it off then, and then the next time you come back to the sink, it will be nothing there. But it's, right. you want to just let it pile up and pile up until this next person, the old, basically the older person in the situation, they got to be socially responsible because they don't want to live in a fucking mess and clean up your shit. When you could just right. clean the mess up your damn self. Like, that's what frustrates me about this. And then the parents keep on giving them out. Like, I feel like if you let your child use your car, your child mm -hmm. should have to pay for that gas. Especially right. if your child has a job and they're using it to go to their job or whatever, let that child pay for that gas. Why are you out here paying for gas? You did not get a paycheck or something? Exactly. And you know, and you know what else? You, the parents, you have to look for your own good for the future. Because when you get older, the, if you treat them and show them that 
you're going to take care of them and spoil them. Guess what? When, when you get older and you are not capable of spoiling them like you used to, they're going to, they're going to throw you on the side of the road or keep you in that nursing home and be like, you know, peace. Like, I, I you know, they're going to find a, a woman or a man that's going to do the same thing you did for them. Is that and, true? and you know, okay. I get, we live a fast paced life. I'm a single mother and I, you know, of two beautiful children and I get it. It does get hard and it's okay to get help. Don't get me wrong. It's all right to get it help, get help, but don't throw that responsibility on your parents because they didn't, they didn't ask for this. If anything, they wanted you to be the best person you can be, but instead you're having children throwing them at your parents and, you know, wanting them to take your responsibilities. And that's not fair. That's really selfish and they have they're human too like don't you think that oh you know that you're a blessing to them but when they you got older and reached that 18 year old age or whatever they want to get rid of your ass <laughs> you know what i'm saying they didn't want extra daycare <laughs> so <laughs> exactly <laughs> Man, honestly, you got you got a man. I don't. Wow, I hate I hate chores. I didn't. I, I don't think chores is the answer because I didn't have to do chores as a youngin, and I still understood that somebody got clean his dish. Like I remember one time, um, <laughs> I, I was living so socially respons irresponsible at one point. Like I would I would be in the kitchen, well, not like dirty or nothing, but like I would leave the door open all the time. Cause we live in apartments, so I was like, ain't nobody gonna rob somebody in an apartment. I was so damn stupid. So my coach used to come pick me up for football. Cause my mom didn't want me walking down the street. I don't know why. I like walking down the street. But he came in one time, and I'm in there washing dishes, and got like the George. Oh my god, I was so in love with the George. You remember the George Foreman? Mm -hmm. I used to have the George Foreman going. And I was washing the dishes with the George Foreman going. And he was like, "What the hell you in here doing?" I was like, <laughs> "Washing the dishes that I was using." And he found it. He found it to be like so like he was so flabbergasted that it. That like I comprehended it, but it's like it's just something you should I feel like that's something you should know to clean your mess up. Like, I'm oh, sorry, but that's not your pick. You, you gotta clean your mess up. Like that shit, cause somebody gotta clean it up. Shit. It doesn't magically get cleaned up. Like you should honestly feel bad. And like you were saying earlier, if you don't teach your children responsible how to be responsible, they're gonna bring that irresponsible shit to the relationship they're in. And then when you like you were saying, when you get older, they're not gonna take care of you because they don't know what the fuck that is. They don't right. want to be the passion of you. Don't be like, oh, participation award for taking care of you? Oh, I'm out. Yeah. And you know what else that kills me? Oh, my goodness. These dream killers out here. Like, yeah. my, okay, parents, seriously, stop blaming your children for you not going to pursue your dreams. You shouldn't have had children if you had dreams you haven't fulfilled and it's just like i can't stand when parents go out there and they you know tell their their children oh you can't you know um nice try you know if the child comes and like hey i want to be whatever a, a dentist like oh you know you can you can do it you can do it honey but don't it, it's all talk you don't back that up like you don't support them fully like I, I don't know if they, if they want to be in clubs, you know, that relate to whatever they like, go for it, help them out. Let them know that you have their back a hundred percent, but 
and it, it's not just the parents too. It's these people out here that are so-called friends and you know family that will crush your dreams while you're you know you're still in the midst of it. I can't the stand it. Is, the problem is it's not even that the, that the parents didn't accomplish their dreams. The parents never had dreams. That's the problem. Like they can't fathom a child having ambition in life because what their goals were was to just get a job in a house and, and then I maybe then I maybe be happy. Your child had if your ha- your child have a dream, go for that shit, man. Like Jacob and Janelle ain't my children, but if they came to me, like if like when you be telling me stuff, what do I do? I'd be like, how can I help? And then I start researching stuff. It'd be stuff I don't even know about. I could get somebody Janelle went around for class president or president of school. I don't know nothing about Russian president of school, but I was gonna help you. Right. And I didn't, go, mm-hmm. I didn't try to I mean cut you off. I didn't try to like give you like, oh well, she can't do this and she can't do that. No. You gotta help them try. Like that's that's part of the and stop enabling them. Stop telling them what they can do. Cause just because right. you have no ambition doesn't mean your child gotta have no ambition because you didn't have no ambition, your parents didn't have no ambition. How about you try to break that cycle? Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. I think a lot of parents think, oh, I have these children, so they're mine and I own them. No, they're not even yours, technically. You know, you're just here. You you helped bring them into this dimension, this planet. You know what I'm saying? So your your role as a parent is to guide them. Whatever experience you've gained, you pass it along to them so that you know, maybe, just maybe, they'll listen to you and they'll have some common sense instead of being out here doing things they shouldn't be doing. (laughs) (laughs) We just all in the zone. We in the zone. We back with a vengeance. Had to take a breather real quick. Oh, you know, you know something else? Look, I can't even take a breather. Hold on a second. (laughs) Uh What's doing back in? Yes, let's educate the youth. Seriously, educate the youth. I cannot express that enough. Like, you know, just like you were saying, you know, if they if they need help um, trying to pursue their dreams, try to try at least with them. Let them know you're their support. You know, with with educating them. Also, I, I'm just sick and tired of these parents. You, you know, letting their technology devices be their their child instead of you know working hands-on with the child and and figuring shit out like your children should know who harriet tubman is like just simple and plain like using as an example your children should know about modern day history they should know about history period because let let the um let the textbook tell it they're now now they're saying that slaves were workers like I forgot what company it was, but the company had to come out and go, oh, well, that was an oversight. No, the fuck it wasn't. You said that slaves were workers. They were slaves. So you can't let, you can't let this, you can't let this modern day society teach your child because they're going to teach them wrong. Shit. They won't even teach your child that Christopher Columbus didn't discover anything. He forced his way onto another person's land and then he raped them they won't teach them that Christopher Columbus is the godfather of the slave trade. 
you know, and I, and that's the thing. I know, you know, with parents, especially with this fast paced life we live, it's so hard to keep up with everything, you know, but it's not an excuse. If you are able to have a child, you, you've already signed up that you're going to take care of that part as well, because there's so many elements that, that are in, you know, the title parent, it's not even funny. Like, you know, all the stuff out here, you and I, as an adult know, is bullshit. You know, excuse my French, whatever. I just, it is what it is. We've come to the light of it. Now it's not, not, we take this information in and let's hold it and not let anybody know. Let's just hide and hide our children, you know? no, be in that house and speak to them and be like, you know, this is what they teach in the textbooks. This is what your child's going to tell you what they've learned for the day. Make sure you ask them too, because your child's not going to tell you what they learn unless you ask them. I've noticed that, you know, because they think, you know, school's boring or whatever, but that stuff is programming them at an early age. And that in the early ages when you need to inform them the most, about stuff that you've been educated on. I, I can't express that enough. Is that exactly like, you can just drop little knowledge. Like, it's enough time in the day to teach children stuff that they will comprehend. I remember my father one time was watching soccer and he was like, I love soccer. So I went to school and I was like, hey, at recess, we'll play and they had a soccer ball and like nobody never plays with it. So I was like, hey, let's play soccer. And this one dude, this one dude goes to me, I went to, Shit, by, by now, everybody know I went to all-white schools. So this this dude was like, man, it's a Mexican sport. And just like that, I got the notion that it was a Mexican sport. So my dad picked me up. He was like, um, well, you know, what you do today? I was like, I was trying to play soccer with everybody. He was like, yeah, how'd that go? I was like, they told me it was a Mexican sport. And then, like, this, like, I guess, well, my father a piece of shit, but this, like, the one, this the one thing he taught me in life. He was like, he's, he just stopped middle walking. He just stopped. He was like, don't you ever say that again. He was like, it is a sport that anybody can play. If you want to play it, you play it. It doesn't matter what color you are. He was like, I guess around here, a lot of Mexicans play it, but people all over the world is playing this sport. So don't ever let somebody influence you to not like something because it's not what they want to play and they just say some inner things. See that right there, that right there. And then one instance, I learned not to be not to be on harping on the words of somebody else because they don't like it. So they're going to tell me some fuck shit because they heard some other fuck shit for somebody. And that's taught to me by a piece of shit. So if a piece of shit can drive knowledge, you, the parent that's in the home all the time, you can do, you can do it as well. It's not that hard. Like it's not that deep. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. That's your seed. That's the, that's the, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta help them grow. You can't just sit back and let these this world teach them. You, you, do you not see the reality TV and, and these shows? They're giving you this, oh, how an ideal family should be. But really, like, <laughs> it's hell. It's hell out there. And life is not going to be sweet to them. So don't think that if you're speaking to them and, and giving them the hard truth, now while they're young that you're you're being negative that a lot of parents mistake it you know mistaken that or whatnot but no it's better off to let them know you'd be surprised how much your child how how you know open they are for information 
Like you would think that, oh, they're a child, they're not going to understand. But when you speak to them, you would be really surprised. I, I know I'm surprised with Janelle and Jacob all of the time. Like I, I shed a tear or, or two, you know, like, oh my goodness, that's my babies over here, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so important. Like take time out, even if it's half an hour a day, shoot, 10 minutes a day. Ten minutes at a time, like just do, just do something. Like I said, if a piece of shit, y'all have, y'all honestly have no excuse because my father is honestly a piece of shit. Like I'm not gonna go into it right now. We can save another for another podcast. But if a piece of shit can deliver information, like he he taught me how to, he taught me about football. So that's like I do, especially just teach them something. Get them, get them something. Like or or when they come to you, just listen. Like you got a lot of parents, a child that come to you and they talk to you about something that you honestly don't care about. You don't got to tell them because then you kill their spirit and they don't want to tell you nothing anymore because they're like, oh, I tried to talk to my mom and my dad about this. And they told me just go away or they just look disinterested. Like, this is this is, so, this is totally a random subject. But did we ever figure out on Wow Wow Wednesday whether or not that, that, what was it, a rabbit? Was it a boy or a girl? Mm, no, I don't remember. <laughs> that was a little... That, 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 when we started talking about um, just be interested in what children telling you, because I remember Janelle was, and Jacob was talking about it. Me, and I'm like, yeah, like I was trying to, I was acting interested. They didn't, they know I know I was talking about, because I was so confused. Come in, we watched it, and I'm like, is that a dude? Or is that a girl? He then they went to the beat. He had like a, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know what that rabbit was. That rabbit was confused. Oh. Speaking of these shows, I'm so serious. Oh my goodness, parents, sit down and watch these cartoons with your child. I'm not even joking. Sit through some of these cartoons, especially the newer ones, and tell me that you don't see some stuff in there that your child shouldn't be watching. Or just don't see the new ones. Forget that. Cartoon Network, not my bad, Nickelodeon, it's coming back with the splash. You remember? You remember? Um, Rugrats. Yes, I love the Rugrats. <laughs> Keenan and Kale. There's not a cartoon, but still, Keenan and Kale. Yeah. They're coming back. This is what I want you parents to do. Everybody got DVR nowadays. I want y'all to DVR these shows, and when your kid at the normal time your kids watch cartoons, just put these shows on. We already know how the shows get down. Rocco's Modern Life is like a, you know, he worked at a sex line, but your children ain't gonna know that. You know, I didn't know that till I was like 15. If you really think about it, like this motherfucker sat around answering phones all day talking for rockers. Well, my bad, talking in a different voice every time answering the phone. Where the fuck was he working? <laughs> but, but yo, cat, Kadir doesn't like cat dog, but they got cat dog. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw they got, oh my God, I hope they're really bringing this back. But it was this show called My Brother and Me. It was one of the first African American sitcoms. And it's like, it deal with like real topics. Like, I mean, I love that show was the bump. You can actually find it on YouTube. You search on YouTube, my brother and me. Uh-huh. Man. <laughs> actually, um, Amanda D, if anybody remember, if anybody um know who Amanda Diva is, she was on the show. Oh, okay. It's a pretty good show. It was like, I think the people on the show, I hadn't seen it about like eight. So the people on the show was like 11, 10 and stuff like that. Ralphie and stuff. That was that show was though, but oh my god, I'm just I'm just having nostalgia over here. <laughs> are you afraid of the dark? Don't don't let them watch. Are you afraid of the dark? They'll be scared for weeks. <laughs> Yo, I used to sleep with the lights on because of are you afraid of the dark? 
Jacob. Jacob be like, mommy, I can't sleep. I had a bad dream. <laughs> oh God, yeah, don't 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 hit him up like that. Oh God, don't do don't do my homie like that. He can't he can't watch it. Oh God, that that show would be that show was something serious. Like they was not playing around with us on that one. <laughs> another another thing that parents need to do is teach your kids to fight. Like they need to learn how to fight, and, and they just teach your kids to fight, man. Like I got a story for this. Bear with me, bear with me. Everybody, chill out. It's story time too. Yo, y'all get two stories in one episode. Look how nice I'm treating y'all. <laughs> so, I had this friend Dorian. Dorian. This description of Dorian fits into the reason that I'm telling this story. Well, it fits into the reason why I'm saying it, the story. So Dorian was a little chubby. Dorian was a um, he was a nerd. Dorian was a nerd. It's okay. You can be a nerd. He was a nerd. So, but I was still friends with Dorian. Was, me and Dorian was cool. Dorian actually gave me a TV. His mom actually gave me a TV because they was because they were just fancy like that. They just throw TVs. I was like, hey, I want that. You know. It was weird because I had a TV, so I put the TV in like the closet or whatever. Like I had a, I was just a magical little boy. I had a clubhouse in the closet in my own room. I was right. balling. But yeah, anyway, Dorian, Dorian was a little chubby, little nerd. He could and he couldn't fight. And I remember we was going to the ninth grade. And if anybody remember the ninth grade, at most schools they have Freshman Friday. And what Freshman Friday meant is on Friday they throwing freshmen into the garbage. Like into the garbage, but as you remember, early in the early in this podcast, I said I played sports. So I played up. Like if you was good enough, you played in high school. So at a grade, I played in high school. So nobody was gonna bother me. I remember that they were gonna bother me because they they probably thought I was like in a higher grade anyway. I would have been. I know how to fight, so we're gonna fight. So anyway, I told Dorian, if this happens, you need to swing on somebody. Do not try to run. Swing on somebody and swing hard. So I'm trying, I told him, I teach him how to fight over the weekend, you know, get him prepared. I go to his house. His mom comes, comes to the door. She says, hey, Javaris, how you doing today? Oh, hey, you know, hey, hey, Miss Dorian Mama. I, I almost said her name right there. I had to catch myself. Hey, Dorian Mama. But um, she's like, come in. I want you to sit down and talk to you. <sighs> I was like, I know this motherfucker did not tell his mama. She was like, Dorian told me what you said. I'm like, this motherfucker. I started to punch him. Just, I started to punch him then. Like, I started to get it on in the living room. So I was like, what did I tell him? Trying to play coy. Trying to play coy. So it's like, you told him to fight bullies if they try to throw him in a, in a, in a trash can on a freshman Friday. I'm like, this motherfucker just telling everything. Not only did he tell I told him to punch a bully, he told her he breaking all kind of fucking codes. So now... You telling parents about Freshman Fridays, so I'm just in a line my ass off. I was like, Freshman Friday, what is that? I'm like, this ain't a movie. I'm like, ain't no thing. There's no such thing as a Freshman Friday. I have never heard of this. And she, <laughs> and she just she went by in it, so I just had it. I was like, I was like, I was like, now I'm not gonna lie. I told him if a bully messed with him to fight them back, and she goes, you don't fight bullies back. She started listening bullshits. I there was bullshit statistics because she was listening too fast. She was like. 67% of people that fight end up dying. Da 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 da. She he can get hurt. He can get his spine broke. She was just she was just going. I'm like, this motherfucker can't be serious. <laughs> so I was like, I had to I had to stand up for mind you. I'm still trying to be a good friend. I'm like Dorian. I looked him dead in his eyes. Like I was about to tell him to marry me. I was like, Dorian, 
You have to fight if somebody hits you. I didn't care. I didn't care. Because his mama ain't going to fight. His mama ain't going to kick me out because she just showed that she passive aggressive. So I was like, man, you got to fight, man. And he, he was so dramatic, like he was dying. No, don't go. But yeah. <laughs> so mind you, sure enough, that Friday came and nothing happens. Nothing happens to most of us. I think come to find out freshman Friday wasn't a um it was a thing, but it was mostly if you look if you was a nerd. I feel bad for those people. I never I never have I put my hand up to God that I have never thrown anybody in a trash can. But anyway, I I didn't participate in Freshman Friday when I was an upperclassman. But yeah, come to find out, they was fucking with nerds. So Dorian, I get on the bus and I was like, yo, did you hear about Dorian? I'm like, no, but why are you yelling? That was like, man, that was like Dorian got into a fight. And I was like, shit, he got into a fight. I'm like, man, he got beat up. He got beat up. I was like, what happened? They said, well, this dude tried to fight Dorian. Dorian turns around. I was like, no, no, no. And he runs, though. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. I was like, okay, so what you telling me this for? I was like, I'll, I'm, you know, he my boy. So I'm like, man, don't make it no pussy, man. He ran. You know, so what, man? We all can't fight. No, that's like, no, that's not the funny part. The bully, he didn't say bully. What the hell am I saying bully for? He said, the dude hit him in the back of the head. It started stomping him. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so what I was telling him was right to fight your bully. Because let me tell you right now, if you get into a fight at school and you beat that person up, they don't want no more problems with you. If you get into a fight at school and you fight this person and you lose, they still don't want no more problems with you. Because you know why? Fighting takes energy. Like you ever seen somebody fight? Fight's over in like 30 seconds, a minute. If you could last a minute, then you're a god. So you got to teach your children to fight. I know, like, you don't want your children out here beating up on people, but they have to know how to fight in this modern society. You cannot be a boy or shit, a girl. You cannot be a person that can't defend themselves. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine being a man you can't defend your wife in public or your children? Mm-hmm. And you know, I think a better term is it to teach them how to defend themselves, not to teach them how to fight. No, nah, teach them how to fight. They need not to scrap. They need not to throw down. They need to know how to put them up. What 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 the children say now? You know they need to know how to shoot the fair one. Give me my. They need to know how to give me my one. Like the children say, we gonna squirt in. Wait, let's go back to shoot the what? I, I didn't know that term either. They, it's called shoot the one. It mean it mean it mean fight. Man, I feel old. Man, I, I remember I remember this young person said this in a um. Oh man, I was just like, um, I mean, it was like, I, I forgot where we oh, I was. I think I was playing basketball or something. And this dude was like, man, shoot me my one. But they was joking. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? That was like, that was like, oh man, that means fight. I was like, yeah, okay, keep on calling me. Oh man, we're going to shoot the one. Like, right. like get that out of here. This is going to be the one. <laughs> exactly. We're going to score. We're going to shoot. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, the fist going to get the flying. But yeah, you oh. seriously. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Can I say something real quick? Because you know my mind, I'll forget things real fast, real quick. So speaking of, I've never been in a fight, okay? Physical fight, no. I've never been in a physical fight. I mind my own business. But um, I almost, a couple times over my children, because these little badass kids say things nowadays 
once again, your parents, parents, you better get your kids. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, my child came home when she was five years old and I was tucking her in the bed. I already told you this story, but let me, let me tell everybody else the story. She, I was tucking her in the bed and she started hysterically crying and I'm looking at her like I'm dumb or something. I'm like, what the hell? What is wrong with you, baby? And she says to me, mama, somebody said that there's no room in heaven for me, so I'm going to hell. At oh, five, I remember that. I remember that. At five? Are you for real? <laughs> I was close. I tried I, to swing on children, but I was ready to swing on some children. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I was like, oh my goodness. I had to explain to her. It took almost an hour for her to calm her ass down and get her to sleep. I'm like, oh hell no. So I, I know you some of you parents feel me when it comes to this. Like you, these little badass kids, you want to discipline them yourself and and, and, and write a, a note to the parents and say you're welcome. Cause <laughs> right. That's why that's why Jacob and Janelle Jacob and Janelle about learn to fight. Cause I might catch a case out here in these streets. Cause you got I, I'm gonna end up cussing out the child, beating up the parent, then going to jail. Cause they they just you can't be like if you take that dude, what's his name? CJ Pearson or whatever that little arrogant fuck is. Well, he's like 14. He made a video. He's basically calling out Obama about a med. Everybody remember our last podcast when we talked about a med. He bought the um clock to school. And the stupid-ass teachers thought it was bomb. My bad, not stupid-ass teachers. Stupid-ass teacher. Because come to find out, he showed it in first period, second period, third period, fourth period, fifth period. He get the sixth period, and the stupid chicks start freaking out. But anyway, so, you know, Obama invited him to the White House. They invited him to Facebook and all this stuff. So um, so CJ, he gets on, he gets on the internet, and he goes... President Obama. I guess that's I guess it's his serious voice. President Obama, why didn't you fight the victims of police brutality? No, my bad, not police brutality. Why didn't you invite the victims of the cops that have been killed in the streets? Like, first of all, why didn't he invite the victims? Do you mean why don't you invite the 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 cops' families? That's what you meant to say, first of all. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna try to be out here in these streets and mugging people with your words. You might want to have the words correct. Then he goes and says the families of the shootings and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Let me let me break this down for you, CJ. And I'm gonna try to say this as as clearly as possible. Re- when, remember, um, he's a child. <laughs> yeah, he's a child. He's a child, but still, fuck him. Children, some, <laughs> what Bernie Mac say? So many children, some bad motherfuckers. Like. <laughs> You got children, then you got bad motherfuckers. He's a bad motherfucker. Like, he's just, he's not even like, and he's the worst type of bad. Like, he's that child that think he knows everything. So then you're going to go up against other children. Now, these other children, they may can't, they can't articulate their words the way you can, but they fist work. So you're going to end up getting hit. So I'm keeping you from getting hit at school or something like that. Because I don't want, I don't, because you, 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 you young enough to be saved, and I want to save you, brother. So allow me to give you this is ethering of the words. When you first sign up to be a cop, you understand what you have to do. You understand that one day might come that you are put in the line of fire and you might get hit with a bullet that potentially kills you. Now, when you die, 
I feel bad that an officer dies. I feel bad when they die in the line of duty. But when you die in the line of duty, it's in the line of duty. Obama does not have the time to call somebody that died on their job where the job pertains to getting killed. If it was, if it had something to do with like a freak accident at like a, a restaurant or something, okay, call the family, show them some love. But what you're talking about is somebody doing their job where they have to shoot and kill people or potentially be shot and killed. Just like when you talk about the military, when you join the military, you understand. Well, I hope you understand because it's pretty plain and simple that war equals death. Like that is a, the highest percentage of death is probably war and policemen. So when you enter these when you enter these jobs, you understand that you would die. So if Obama called everybody that died, as as heartfelt as that might be, he can't be the president because he can't do what he's supposed to do, do as a president. And then you'll get on here, Obama, you're calling all these police officers families, but the world deficit. You'll have so much to say about that. Basically, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And as far as this, I'm gonna say this again. And as far as this other thing you said in your comment, you call Black Lives Matter activists domestic terrorists. Now, I don't appreciate that because basically you're talking about me. I'm not a domestic terrorist. Domestic terrorist applies that I'm trying to harm people in this world. The last thing I want to do is see somebody get killed because of police brutality. So I raise my voice to stop it. I raise my voice for the cops. I raise my voice for the citizens because what you're going to have is a social divide. When you have a social divide, you have a Martha the King and you have a Malcolm X. Now, I know you're probably not old enough to know this because you probably haven't researched these people because you probably think they're social terrorists too, Malcolm X. But Malcolm X was the fighting type. Martin was the peaceful one. Without Malcolm X, there will be no Martin because nobody gives a fuck about the peaceful protest when that's all that's being done. Like we talked about last podcast, like protesting is cool, but if that's all we got, nobody's going to listen. So when you got Malcolm X over here wilding, talking about fuck all you motherfuckers, when you got somebody wilding, you'll you'll happily listen to the person that's calm because you want to get this shit resolved because you know what can happen. So when you sit here calling these peaceful protesters um, domestic terrorists, that's a slap to the face of the whole movement. And that shows that you're not listening to what they're saying. Black Lives Matter mean we do not want the police to kill us for no reason. You are to arrest the citizens that are doing crime and take them to jail. I don't need Obama calling people. I need Obama to keep the shit afloat. That's what he's been doing, and that's what he's going to be doing. Now, to your parents, I would like your parents to stop talking around you. That's another topic we need to get to. Stop gossiping with your fucking children. You got grown men and women talking about stuff that their children can't comprehend so they can't have their own thought process they develop their own thought process based upon yours so it makes it a group thing and then they get on the internet and they type this shit out because when we was young and we heard our parents say something crazy we'll just repeat to our friends we'll laugh now you got children like cj who want to take to the computer computer and post stuff and then you got grown men and women agreeing with him mm. And, yeah, I know. I, it's nothing a fourteen-year-old can teach me about politics in that manner that you're speaking. Like, sure, children, children, you can always like what's that thing we have? You can always learn something for children. You can always learn something for the oldest person. You can always, always learn something from the youngest person. But a person like you, I can't. 
nobody should be encouraging you because you're basically got this battery in your back that needs to be uh, pulled out. Like you're mad because Obama blocked you on, um, on Twitter and you're like, he won't invite you to the White House. Why would he invite you to a White House? You know how crazy it'd be? Why would you invite an enemy of yours anywhere? Because that's what you are. You are enemy. Because you hate him. He knows that he you hate him. So instead of him engaging in these conversations that you so desperately want to have, you just being like a whoo boy. You're lucky you're my son. You know, like um, just like anything else with the <clears throat> you know the media, you know, like CNN and all these other news channels where they give you their side of their version of the story and citizens look at it and they're all like, oh my God, you know, and then the person that actually lives in that country is like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, it's, it's like that. Like we, we, you just take what, you know, half of the story and then make it your own. Just like, doesn't that remind you of religion too? Not to like bring back the old podcast, but I read my mind. <laughs> you know, they take a little bit of truth and make their own congregation. <laughs> right. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Christianity, Christianity been killing people for years, years upon years, proven facts. But you get Muslims on one particular day to do something bad, and all of a sudden, all Muslims are bad. And you have one example to point to. When it comes to Christianity, it's a lot of it's a lot of points you could point to, but nobody points to them. But everybody want to jump on Muslims' back for one thing. Like, how long are we going to live under this fake fear that Muslims are bad? They're just Muslim. Like, you want to go? Like, I remember that. Um, the, the shooting in Oregon happened and everybody was like, he was targeting Christians. Stop pushing your propaganda bullshit on society. Christianity is one of the biggest religions in America, probably the world. So you mean to tell me that one person was trying to wipe out your, wipe out your religion? So you mean to tell me that one person had you so fearful that you had to state that you was a Christian just for everybody to understand this and people need to understand that you're being attacked? Like, I love how everybody can understand I what I am Christian mean, but nobody understands what Black Lives Matter means. Oh. And then another thing, you're not Christian. You're Christian for two hours out of the week because you'll give, you'll walk past a homeless person and give him no money, but always constantly giving the pastor $50 on Sunday. Mm. You ain't no Christian. Well, actually, I guess, I guess that's the Christian value. So you are a Christian for those two hours in a day. You are a Christian. Then you leave the church and repeat the cycle. Mm. Last time I checked, Christians supposed to help people. Like, like I said, it should be no homeless people. Like I saw a picture today of these Muslims. These Muslims in Birmingham, England, they um they out. This dude said they always out there three times out of the week. They got a big old pot. They got a couple of big pots. They got food. They got bread, white bread. You know, no, I like white bread, but you know, <laughs> they get a pass for that. And they're out there feeding the homeless constantly. What the fuck are you? This is what I, this is what I don't understand. Like especially when they when they criticize people and they criticize people for not being Christian. Mm-hmm. What has what has being a Christian caused you to do good? Because giving, like I said, giving buying your way into heaven is not a thing. 
Right. You can't buy your way into heaven. I would like to think me and you going to heaven because of our good deeds we have caused in society, the good actions we have put forth from society. I saved the dude life. I think that right there should get me into heaven regardless. Cause that fool walked in the middle of the street and I grabbed him. I saved his life. I think it was, I don't know. I don't, it's so much we can talk about in other podcasts. We almost yeah. got robbed that night too. So it's so much that I could put into another podcast, but we'll say that. But yeah, I really like all jokes aside. I honestly think that your good intentions get you into heaven because we all sinning. I got on a t-shirt that's sinning. But you know, um, something though, I don't, I don't think it's the intentions because you can have good intentions all you want, but that's like, that's like talking the talk, but not walking the walk. You know what I mean? So it, unless you're putting action and your heart is solely on doing good, you know, or what's best for the world with love, you know, with God in mind, then, you know, what I'm, say, I'm saying you can have all the intentions in the world. Like I could be like, oh, I want, I could walk by a homeless person and be like, oh, I want to help them so badly. But I could keep saying that in my head and my heart wants to do it. But if I don't put the action to back that up, then it's not, my words don't mean anything. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, we do good for society, I like to think. Like I said, I actually did say the deal. I, man, I always give homeless people stuff. Man, I be right. buying them burgers. I remember this one time, <laughs> this is a funny homeless story. Don't don't let this discourage y'all from helping the homeless. This one time, me and my friend, we came out of Burger. We came out of McDonald's. And um, I seen this homeless dude. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy him a hamburger. My friend was like, don't you buy him no damn hamburger? So basically, we in there fighting the whole time. I was like, I, I, I bought him two hamburgers. Like, you don't want me to buy no hamburger? I buy him two. So I bought him two or whatever. So I go over to him and I give him the hamburger. He goes, I don't want this shit. And just like throws it on the ground. I, I cr- I'm over here dying. My friend like, see, that's why I don't give people shit. <laughs> we, just, we, just, we just, it was so funny. Like, like I love, like man, I really wish I could help. Them. Like I really, I'm like, the actions I do now, I feel is leading up to better things. Like I'm always helping people. I would get, I would give somebody a shirt off my back if like if they needed it. Honestly, like I would I walk around with the shirt off my back. Like I would give it to them, cause you never know what somebody's going through. Like you have a lot of people talking about some oh homeless people can get jobs. It's not, you got to think about, I always say life is like this, like, especially, I don't mean to veer off topic, but especially when they talk about things like minimum wage, you have to raise, you have to raise this minimum wage. If you think about it, it's a lot of people at these fast food restaurants with degrees, with college degrees. They went to school to be a doctor, but if everybody goes to school for something, eventually it's not going to be enough jobs in that field. So you got people that can't get jobs in their field. You got people that can't get jobs, period. You think like 33 million people are jobless on purpose? Mm. You think they don't want to eat? You think these people, you think these homeless people don't want a food, don't want a food in their stomach in a in a shelter? You think they want don't want a roof over their head? Sometimes you just catch a bad break, man. You you never know. These homeless people that you're some of these homeless people that you're that you're looking down on are the same people you stand up and clap for at the at the football games when they talk about the veterans. You're you're actually pissing on veterans right now when you walk past them. Because some of these people fought for this country that you have so much value in. They put their heart and soul on the line for this country and they get treated like nothing. They get dry, they get dried up. 
and thrown to yeah. the wind. And, and, and don't you underestimate them because they know how to survive. Yes, they're homeless, but they know how to survive. Whereas with we, the, the people that are used to, you know, that, that average good life kind of thing, you know, as long as you're under a roof, I think that's a good life for me. But I'm saying, you know, as long as you have a roof on top of your head and you, you have this technology and all that stuff doing things for you, then you're not going to, and God forbid, God forbid, God forbid. But if something were to happen where you lose everything at once, you're not going to know how to survive out there like the homeless people. Don't underestimate them. Shoot. You need to exactly. stop looking down on them. Like them people came on some bad luck and God, God, if God is willing and don't keep on trying, let me make, let me make a billion dollars. Let me make a shit. Let me make a million. I'm building, I'm building house. I seen this thing on the internet, which is really cool. It built a, um, a community of like smaller houses like uh-huh. one, it's like one person can live in it just for the homeless people. Like let them come in, let them live, let them get on their feet and stuff like that. Like I'm like we're doing we do a lot to help them. Like I always make them homeless backpacks. It's like I put like some food in there, like a couple of dollars. Cause I ain't rich. I'm not I don't I don't fake the funk. I'm not rich. So I'll give them what I, I give them what I can all the time when I can. So that's my that's that's our challenge for some of y'all. If you never help oh. the homeless, even if you help the homeless, I want you to get the homeless. You got five dollars to give, give it to them. Like I hate this notion that oh, all of them gonna get drunk and stuff. Me personally, if they get drunk, that's on them. You're homeless. You know how depressing that could be at times. So if they want to get drunk, who am I to tell you not to get drunk? Shit, your like you, 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 you don't fell on your, you don't fell on bad luck, man. Y'all get drunk with y- y'all get drunk after the depressing day of being at work. So just imagine a depressing day of being in the cold. Yeah. Yeah, they they want to be numb from from reality, and and that's the thing. Like, you know, I've I've met a few homeless people that have taught me ab- some things about life that I didn't know from the average, you know, friend or family or whatnot. And it, because they they have a lot of experience, believe it or not, a lot of experience, way more. You know, some of them are are parents. Some of them are grandchildren, I mean, grandparents, you know, so they, they've, they've lived the life we've lived, but they fell off, you know, and who are we to judge them? Like you said, like they, you don't, you never know what people go through. Exactly. And- they live in paycheck to pay. They probably live in paycheck. The thing is, you're mocking the homeless, but you can easily be that way because you in society, y'all, y'all push mediocrity to be the substantial thing that the staple of society is being mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> and crazy, yeah. And, and with the parents um, to go back to that a little bit, I think that it would be a great challenge for parents. Please. Like if you're listening, take your child to a homeless shelter and, and help feed these homeless people and, and go in there with a good heart, you know, your child will learn so much and they would appreciate you. You don't know how much of a feeling that you, you know, a great feeling that you would get inside, not only for helping the homeless people, but for your child that looks at you, looks up to you, you know, um, you know, it, it, it's, exactly. it's hard. You can teach, you'll be teaching love. And another thing before we go to the Ackermill, if you mm-hmm. must do something for the well, if you must, not if you must. If you do something for the homeless, 
stop photographing it. This, I seen this one caption and I was, I tried, I, I held my tongue as long as I could watching, seeing that. Cause this woman, she posted a picture on Instagram and she gave the homeless man like a donut and some coffee. Cause I'm just doing the Lord's work or just something stupid, something idiotic. She said, she was basically bragging about helping somebody. And like the homeless dude in the picture looking like his dignity was just gone. Like, do not take pictures of the homeless. If you do something for the homeless, do it. The left hand don't need to know what the right hand doing. You don't need to document everything because that makes me feel like you're not doing it from your heart. Like if you giving this man this out of your heart, you don't need to be photographed doing it. Like every time I give a homeless man a dollar, I ain't like, hey, you want to smile for this picture real quick? Because you're taking their, they're already homeless. So now you're, they're homeless on Instagram. And, for the, for the yeah, and, and there. Exactly. And you don't, and you're not, you're only doing this for your little friends to go, oh, you're so nice. But like I, like I told her, that's cool. Congratulations that you did that, but you don't need to do that. That man dignity is worth more than a donut. Like it's worth more than a donut and a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. His, his dignity is worth more than $2. I feel like this man dignity is worth more than $2. He feels like it is too, but he's so hungry and he needs it. But can't do, don't do that. Like I fucking, I, I that shit, that shit Oh my God, I fucking hate. Like, you always got to see people on faith. That's another thing. Teach your children humility. Like, stop fucking Instagramming and Facebooking everything. I don't need to know what the fuck you're doing. If you're cleaning up the streets, clean the fucking streets up. Only way I need to know that you're cleaning up the streets on Facebook is if you're asking for help. Like, hey, I'm going I'm going down to the side of the road and I need some people if they want to help me. Come on. But if you're doing this shit for Instagrams and likes, when Instagram and Twitter and all this other shit going, will you still be doing it? Nope, because you're still looking for that participation damn trophy. Yeah, and you know, and you know something else too, I've noticed, and it's crazy, these homeless, uh, there's a lot of homeless people that have more respect than the people that you associate with every day. Like, I'm gonna give an example, and and this is just because of the topic, you know, that we're talking about, but, um, you remember when we went to DC, in DC and, and, and handed out um, lunch, right? And to the homeless people, um, some of them were like, no, thank you. I just ate. Do you know how, how emotional I got? Like, I did not, I'm about to get emotional right now. Like, they directed us to, the, to other homeless people that, you know, didn't eat. And... I just feel like those those are the genuine hearted people that deserve the world that don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to get emotional, but that I'll never forget that experience, you know. And so yeah. <laughs> uh that's okay. Like I was just cause I was just watching um this video earlier. I forgot the YouTuber's name. I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm so bad with remembering names. He did the social experiment where he was he acted as if he was blind. He tried and he gave everybody this lottery ticket. He said the scratch off. He said, Did I win? He was asking people, did he win? He tried it with people, regular people. The two regular people said, Nah, you didn't win, and then proceeded to one said you didn't win and just walked off. The old man. Cause it was like five hundred dollars. They say you want five hundred dollars. The thing say you want five hundred dollars. So the old man telling him, "Nah, you didn't win." Lying, putting the putting the ticket in his pocket. So the dude was like, 
oh, you know I'm really not blind, right? And the old man goes, bullshit. And just like throws the ticket down and tries to run, walks away fast. So he goes up to these two homeless people in the parking lot. He asked one, he said, I'm trying to, um, I'm blind and my friend gave me this ticket. He said, I want, I won. I, I don't think I won. He's like, I, don't, I he said, I think it's a joke. And he let me know. The homeless person looks at it. He goes, well, my friend, today is your lucky day. You just won $500. And he was like, he was like, for real? He was like, yeah, you just won $500. Let me give you this ticket back. You know, you know, good luck to you. He said, you can get you a good meal. That what the homeless dude did. So he confessed to the homeless dude. He's really not blind. He gave the homeless man some money. He said he thanks him for his honesty. So he goes and asks the the um the homeless woman. And she basically tells him the same thing. She was like, well, yeah, all you gotta do is go cash that in and you won. So it it goes back to what you were saying, how the homeless people are more honest. Cause if anybody because most people think in that situation that the homeless people would be greedy and take the money. But the homeless people, in fact, it was like, man, you want five hundred dollars. This is your money. Like to me. I feel like society needs to understand that money is not money. Money is not worth money is not worth your morals. Like if he would have came up, even if if he would have came up to me, he'd be like, "Did I win?" And they would have said a million dollars. I'd have been like, "Yeah, man, you won a million dollars." Because you never know, like you never know what type of position somebody's in when you try to when you try to morally fuck them. Right. Because it like will come back to you. It exactly. Will. Mm-hmm. Like those shows where people like leave briefcases on my like to me, if you find if you find a dollar on the ground and you didn't see somebody drop it, okay, it's a dollar. It's not gonna fuck somebody's world up. But if you see somebody drop like a twenty dollar bill, you never fucking know. You never fucking know. They could be there but I mean, like like what I was saying with a dollar, like I mean, if you see the person drop it, give it to them. But like if you just walk and you randomly find a dollar, hey, a dollar. But like twenty dollars and stuff, like if you see somebody drop that type of stuff, you gotta tell them. Cause that could be their bill money. You never, like, you never fucking know what somebody's going through when you find money. Like a lot of people find like three hundred dollars and stuff. Obviously, that person had something, had something they was trying to do with that money. So now you're stealing it from them. Right. So just, just make your children cognizant of this society and let them know that their morals is not worth the money. Like no amount of money can fuck. At the end of the day, if you're dead broke, least you're dead broke being an honest man. Because I feel like to make a billion dollars in society, you have to be cricket. And that's mm-hmm. not something I don't mean I don't mean talk about people seeing the social network, people seeing all that shit. So to get to high sums of money, you have to be crooked. And that's not something you shouldn't want to be. Mm-hmm. But let's lighten the mood and get to some awkward mail. <laughs> as you know, as you know, each week we do awkward mail. It's basically you guys email us. You, what advice you oh shit let me let me start over as you know each week we do Archimel you guys send in some questions that you would like our advice on and we answer them my email is J A V A R I S at Planet of the Sancorn Sancorn is spelled S A N Q U O N Lady Godiva would you like to give them your email? Sure. Uh mine is G H A D I R at words by lady G dot com. Fancy nine, fancy nine. How you doing? <laughs> I'm bring you back to the muffin. Yo, I, okay, before we do before we do this, before we do this, we gotta talk about the muffins. Oh my god. I think they had Liam Neeson on there. <laughs> the, the fucking but so the muffin the muffin that look like a fucking elephant ant or whatever. <laughs> 
he um he had an online dating profile and he was dating this girl named Deborah. And like the other muscle was like the aunt, the 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 rodent looking one. He was like, Oh, Deborah, that's a fancy name. She sounds fancy. How she look? <laughs> so he kept on saying, he kept on saying Deborah was a fancy name. That shit was hilarious. So basically, the ant, the ant one, he um he was catfishing because he was he was using Liam Neeson's picture. So <laughs> they go, they go and find Liam Neeson. He was like, yo, man, basically, I'm an ant. I've been lying to her. She don't know what I look like. She think I'm you because I ain't even using your profile. Basically, out here catfishing. He said, I want you to meet her for me, you know, and ask her, would she still be interested in me? Would she still be interested in you if you didn't look like that? So he agrees. He agrees. He's like, oh, man, I got you. Yeah, you know, he's a good friend. He's a good friend. So he gets, so so fancy name Deborah comes in the spot, and he sit down with her. He's talking to her. He's like, so what if I look like that person? He was like, he pointed to the ant elephant looking thing. That's what he called it. Huh? The ant eater. <laughs> I guess he blue. Ant eaters ain't blue, so he blue. He got oh. ant elephant. He called him ant elephant. So I was just dying at that. I don't know none of the muffins' names. I should know their names. I know well, Miss Picky and Kermit. I know their names. I don't know. I don't know everybody else's name. I'm sorry, but um. So he was like, "What if I look like that?" And he pointed to elephant ant. It's not a. It's not an ant. Not everybody thinks it's an ant. It's not an ant eater. I know the ant eater. It looks like. But anyway, so she goes, yeah, if you look like that, yeah, because you're funny. You know, I like you because you're funny, basically. You know, I like you because of, of how funny you are. So this way it gets scumbaggy. So Liam Neeson goes, I have never had anybody just not like me for my looks. That's so, that's so sweet. <laughs> so basically, he done fell in love with, with fancy name Deborah and just stole Deborah from um Elephant Ant. Oh. That that was that had me dying. He was like, he kept on saying, "Oh, so this is my part where I go over there." Then the rotin was like, "Nah, this is the part where we leave." He just felt like just straight up stuff. Would have been see that's why you got to teach you in the fight because in that moment you got pretty boy got to get messed up. Pretty boy got to get the hands thrown on him. Got to touch him. Got to got to got to touch him sometimes. What's time you got to touch him? Got to touch him. But any but anyway, let's get to this mail. They, oh. they, oh, I thought that was the mail. <laughs> I've been cat. I've been somebody for a couple of months. How do I come out to her? Well, <laughs> got find Liam. We got find Liam Neeson, and pray he don't take her. Fancy uh-uh. name Deborah. <laughs> he said, "Ooh, he was so serious too." He was like, "You've been texting Deborah, telling telling her you the light of your. She the light in your life. She's the key to your soul." He was like, "Oh, her name's Deborah." That's a fancy name. Like, he was dead serious, too. Like, oh, my God. The Muffins are the shit. I'm sorry. The Muffins are great. I don't care. The Muffins are great. You got to let the children watch the Muffins. Y'all got to let the children watch the Muffins. Okay. Here's the mail. I, if I could even read it, because I'm probably laughing. Okay. <laughs> my, husband, <laughs> my husband and I are happily married and will be celebrating 15 years of marriage next year. We have a five-year-old daughter. Our dilemma is whether or not we should have another child. I'm 38 and my husband is 40. We have been comfortable with the fact that our daughter is getting more independent. Congratulations. We plan on doing a lot of traveling and I will change jobs after I complete school. 
We're not sure about starting over with a baby. We're okay financially. And if we have a second child, it would have to be within the next year while I finish my classes and I could be home with the baby. Okay, sounds responsible. Our daughter is well-adjusted and we plan on putting her in activities such as dance and gymnastics. We would like your opinion signed, which is my favorite part of the show. Well, favorite part of this letter. Maybe only one in Georgia. Shout out to Georgia. <laughs> oh, okay. I love y'all with these mail, but seriously, each mail or each letter that we read or mail, whatever you want to call it, they've answered their own questions in the mail. If you notice that, <laughs> like <laughs> she put all these. I'm so serious. No, I, I'm going to be strongly, I, I strongly say no, because I love my babies. I, I love, I love children. Don't get me wrong. Good God, this world is rough out there. Ser seriously, no. And I, whew, okay, I, What's your opinion? I'm I'm gonna just hold off a second. Out <laughs> to Georgia again, but um, it don't even sound like y'all want this child. It don't even sound like y'all want the first one. Cause you mentioned your child is five, and you talk about your child's becoming more independent. Independent how? First of all, secondly, you plan on doing a lot of traveling. You do know you have a child, right? Thirdly. You're 40 and 38. Now, I'm not trying to be age discriminant, but at 30 and at 40 and 38, when your child's 10, you're gonna be 50. When your child's mm, 20, you'll be like, I think that I, I don't want to say it's too old to have a child, but you gotta be very cognizant of the situation you're bringing this child into because you're gonna be older. So Shoot, I'm 29 and I'm I already feel like I need a wheelchair or something. <laughs> like like man, I don't want your child to have to like I I pray I pray you see I see I pray you see later days, but by the time your child's 40, I mean 40, by the time your child's 20, you're gonna be what there's like six, you're gonna be 60. Yeah. And so you not, be you know, they could be physically fit, you never know, but they Honestly, can't. Yeah. But that's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, are you gonna have the energy? Like, are you gonna really be? Because by the time you're, by the time, like, when I think about it, by the time I'm fifty, I'm just trying to see. I'm just trying to see. I'm just trying to see greatness. I'm just trying to see Jacob and Janelle. Like your children. Like I keep on referring to them like they're my children. Could they let me adopt them for they can actually be my children? But I, I treat them like they're my children. They might well be my children. When Jacob and Janelle, when I'm fifty. Jacob and Janelle gonna be like independent people doing their own thing, bringing us. They need to come by and bring us stuff while we in the rocking chairs. Right. But with you, you still gonna be raising a child at fifty. That's gonna be crazy. And not and not not for anything. Okay, let me tell you, I have two children. I mean, y'all already figured that out already. Yeah, but um, I know. But in her, you know, going back to the question, she's like, you know. Um, parenting with with siblings right yeah sorry i don't have it in front of me but yeah so you know the siblings they fight a lot <laughs> when they get at a certain age 
And with, with you being older and you're already well-established and your child right now is independent, bringing on another child in the picture is, is going to make that child resent you. I'm not even joking. Like, <laughs> they're they're going to be like, this was my world. I was the only child. And now you bring in, you know, Bob or somebody over here. <laughs> Bob. They didn't get that basic ass. They didn't go shout that basic ass name. You're Bob. Name Bobby. You Bob. Hey Bob. Ass over here, Bob. And look, oh my God. You know what I'm like? I don't. <laughs> you I know mean... what I mean? Like, not to be funny. Seriously, no. Like, if you if you wholeheartedly want to have another child, go for it. But just you have already listed um, the things that you have planned. So don't. Don't ruin that plan. I don't know how you're going to be traveling. How are you going to be traveling with a five-year-old? I mean, they can get babysitter. Come on now. The life doesn't end because what you trying to say? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, they're like, we plan on doing a lot of traveling. <laughs> and I would change jobs after I complete school. We're not <laughs> sure about starting with, oh, you just said it. We're not sure about starting over with a baby. Then, then I didn't read it with the, with the dramatic form she wrote it, but she put, we're doing okay with big <laughs> O and a K financially. And if we, and see, it's like you already got stipulations on when you need to have this child. Like, don't bring this child into this life with preconditions already being set for them. Then you're going to act like harpening back to what we said earlier. You're going to start to act as if this child owes you something. Yeah. And, and oh, you know what? You're so pressed about another child. Take your child on play, have play dates. Let them knock themselves out. Enjoy that child that comes over, and then they can go back to their parents. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> please don't set yourself up. <laughs> I thought I thought you was about to say have play dates, but you could see that you don't want no badass little child. Oh, you gotta, no. man! You gotta go through all that over again. Oh my God! You gotta. You don't want to do that. You don't want to go through. Remember, just think about all those nights where you had to sleep standing up because your child would cry if you sat down. <laughs> I babysitted my I babysitted my friend's child one time. Man, me and him was cool. It was cool. We hung out. We drank juice boxes. We ate some um baby food, little carrots and all that other stuff. It was baby food carrots, not actual carrots I'm feeding to a child. He got he beat somebody up. He beat this other little baby up. It was funny. It was it was crazy, but it was funny. So we get home. I'm thinking he about to go to sleep. Man, he slept for an hour. I'm like, I'm just we just we were just both in the bed. He just whining. I'm like, man, I ain't getting up. I ain't getting up. Cause he right next to me. So I'm like, okay. So I so I get up and I pick him up. And he stops. Okay. I put him back down. He just Basically, it comes to the point where I had to just stand up the whole night. We we slept standing up because he would start crying whenever I sat down. Like if I laid him down, even if I yep. laid him down in my arms, he would just cry. And I was like, man, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. Man, we, man, got we flee in the scene of you fighting children. Man, I, he went to, I, I don't even come to think of it. I don't even know why this other child was at the house I was at because I went to my other friend's house. I don't know who child it was, but they were sitting there playing our babies play and the one baby get to swing in their arms. 
Uh-huh. Well, you know, swung his arm and bopped that child outside the head. <laughs> I was like, oh, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Exit. We had to flee the scene. <laughs> no, you know what? Y'all are giving me flashbacks. I ain't got time for that, okay? <laughs> Look, see? They're getting, they're getting flashbacks and she ain't even had no child. So just think of, that's why I got to say. Just think of those flashbacks. Just because um, this is this is the thing that we're going to touch on in another podcast episode. But I remember in How I Met Your Mother, the TV show, He um, whenever he broke up with a girlfriend, he'll write the reason why they broke up. So that way, whenever he get nostalgia about it, he can go back and look and see where they broke up. So what you need to do is write down all the bad things that happened with your child when they was younger. Like all that crying and all this not being able to sleep at night. Is it worth it? Because it doesn't sound to me like you want it to be worth it. Right. We need, right. It sounds like y'all raising an intelligent young lady and I hope she grows up to be something that this world needs, which is our leaders. We need leaders, not these followers. But as of right now, you're not ready for a child. Yeah. Speaking of play dates. <laughs> look at her these play dates. Play dates 2015. Play date. <laughs> but speaking of followers, um Stefan Marbury recently told the truth about what most of the people need to hear, which is Michael Jordan's Robin the Hood. Mm. Now, most of y'all might remember. Stephon Marbury is a former Knicks player, and he tweeted that Michael Jordan has been robbing the hood with the prices of his footwear collection, referring to the Jordan, the Michael Jordan, Jordan's collection, Jordan brand. The comments come is Starberry, who plays for Beijing Ducks. I think he won like three titles over there. They love him in China. They love him so much, they built him a statue. <laughs> but wow. anyway, he announced last week that he's re-releasing his Starberry line. Now, most of y'all don't remember but the Starberries, they were $15. They cost $15 for the Starberries. So he's putting them back out because he feels like Michael Jordan has been robbing the hood. He wrote on Facebook and Twitter. He wrote on Facebook and Twitter. Most of this, most of this longer stuff is from Facebook, as y'all would know. He said kids are dying for shoes, and the only face Michael Jordan can make is the I don't care. The time would change. That's how Michael, and that's how Michael Jordan is really standing on it. Now, if y'all don't know. Well, y'all probably do know Michael Jordan's shoes cost between one hundred and two hundred dollars. My bad, one hundred and I can't even. Ooh, I can't even get the word out of my mouth. Seven hundred and fifty dollars. Like I've seen. Like that's that's just like basic. That's some basic shoes. Now, my whole thing is this: is I don't. Michael Jordan is to blame, but he's not to blame at the same time because if you taught your children not to be materialistic, then we won't have this problem. Like I don't mean to, I don't mean to be long winded. I know you got something to say, Lady Godiva, but <laughs> you got a lot of these people. They was like defending Michael Jordan, saying, "Oh, you just mad because nobody want to buy your bum ass shoe." Mm-hmm. Man, is this one thing? It's one thing to be frugal, cause me personally, off face value, I'd be like, "Man, fifteen dollars for a shoe." My first thought is, "That's a trashy ass shoe." When you see his shoes, you're like, "Okay." I might could check him out. I might play basketball with him or something. But then when he tells you that the same factory that makes Michael Jordan shoes are the same factory that make his. Shit, what's the problem now? What excuse y'all got now? What excuse did you have? The same people that make his shoes are the same people that make Michael Jordan's. So the quality is there. The quality right. is there. Like, I can understand you not liking the cut. Like, 
I can understand you, you not liking the strawberries because they're ugly, but but if your reasoning is, oh, well, Michael Jordan don't have to do this for you, you're right. He don't have to. Michael Jordan, that's why I say he's kind of partially at fault because Michael Jordan runs a business. He is a machine. He is an entity in the Nike machine. The Nike machine gives no fuck whether or not you die today or tomorrow. If you die, okay, they're not coming to your funeral. Who cares if you bought millions of shoes? Phil Knight, the owner of Nike, is not showing up to your funeral. He's not going to give two fucks about you. So I need parents to teach their children that these companies see you as dollar signs. Dollar signs. It doesn't cost. Take this from a person. Like I just put out my teaser for Vans. Like I'm doing a shoe with Vans. That shoe will probably be $40. And I feel that's a reasonable price. Like I understand that when you put out a shoe, you have to make money. But hand you're making money hand over fist and what hand over fist mean is you're making the money plus some like you're making enough money to fucking feed you can michael jordan worth one billion dollars and 500 million of that is off shoes mind you this is a man that's been divorced and had to give up most of his nba money so all his nba money went in a settlement to his wife at the time. So this man has made a billion dollars off shoes. You don't feel played? You you do not feel played? Like, I hate this whole argument that Jay-Z tried to bring up is nobody says anything when the white man getting his money. I say shit all the time. I say shit to Michael Co- I say shit about Michael Kors overcharging. Shit, sometimes He's probably he may hint well, he know this. I say this all the time. Me, me and Mario Jacobs get into arguments about this over overpriced stuff all the time. Like it's something that you got to not want to be a part of. Like I feel like if I have an ear to the people that's making it, I have to say something. Like you you cannot teach your children that materialistic things matter when they don't. Like it's one thing to buy something fancy and it's nice, and I swear to God, it's cool. But you cannot sit here and go broke. Off buying something. I got some more points, but I want to get Lady Kadir's side of this before I go back in. Oh no, you're fine. Um, I just I, I I agree with you, like cost over value kind of thing. Um I, I get it. Especially with children. Children from in elementary school, in middle school, shit, high school. Seriously, y'all, y'all don't need to be wearing this stuff. My son, personally, my son goes through a pair. I'm not even exaggerating. The the minimum time is three months. The maximum time is like six months. And he's driving me crazy with these shoes. So hell no, I'm not going to be buying Jordans every three to six months. I don't have time for that. No, exactly. thank you. That's my, that's my point. It's like these children, you're teaching them young. Like everybody, Nike makes some nice shoes. If a Nike shoe is overpriced, you don't need to be buying it. Like, stop setting the market. You're setting the market. And then people see it as, oh, you're broke ass. They don't have nothing to be doing with broke dog. Like, as I stated on another podcast, I got I got a lot of shoes. I got more shoes than most of y'all. You know how much I pay for most of those? Free 99. They have sent me these shits. So why y'all out here starving to be like me and other bloggers? We getting this shit for free. And your dumb ass turned around paying $200 for it. Whenever I do a Dress Like Javar segment on my blog, I never suggest a, a, a shoe over $100. Like, I feel like if you're a grown man, you can afford $120, $130. Like, 
120 is cool because you're a grown ass man. You're going to take care of your shit. But if you're going to buy a child a $120 shoe, you're stupid. You know, every I remember every time my mom bought me a shoe, I, I'll go up a size. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, you yep. can't be here buying that shit for these children because then when they grow up, that's all they know. It's one thing to buy it. It's another thing to teach them if it's not Jordans, I don't fuck with it. Because that's basically, you got a lot of parents posting, huh, my son, my son's grand, my son's granddad tried to buy him some Nikes. They went no Jordans though, so I told him to take him back to the store. He bought him some Adidas. When we're fucking Adidas, we rich over here. Like, stop faking, like, stop faking the phone. You're creating bullies. Exactly, because then your child go to school, ha, 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 you got Adidas on. Right. What the fuck? Like, first of all, Adidas makes some good shoes. The thing, the thing that you should be teaching them is to buy shit they like. Because now these children don't even like Jordan because Jordan put out the same shoe every year. I noticed this the other day. I remember um, I was talking to this dude about Nikes. I was like, well, you know that Nikes and Jordans, they only put out the same color. They only put out the same shoes every year. It's just different colorways and people fall for it. They're bringing back shoes that we wore as a child. I don't want to wear those shits. You know, so it's like they're bringing back the same colorways. It's a couple of Nikes. I'd be like, yeah, I get that. Or Jordans, I get it. But you're not about to sit here and tell me if I don't have it, then I ain't shit. I'm not about to pay you $200 for something that everybody else has on. Back in the day, well, back in the day, when I say back in the day, I mean 2009, when you paid $200 for a shoe, you was going to be the only person in your town with that shoe because they was only going to make like 300 of them and they're going to sell them for 200 and then you can get them. Like the Kanye ones, twos and shit like that Nike put out, you won't never see anybody rocking those. Want to know why? Because they're exclusive. You paid for the exclusivity of the shoe. Now Nike, like, okay, we could put this $250 Kevin Durant. You're going to buy it. And then we don't have to make it limited edition. This is basic release. General release $250 on a shoe that Billy Bob down the street has. You know how fucking stupid you look? You pay big money for this exclusive. Right. You're dumb. And mm-hmm. I and and I know it's y'all money. And I'm not shaming you for that, but you're fucking stupid. Actually, I am shaming you for that. You're fucking stupid. Like, I'm tired of this. Like, Put that $200 and invest in that company. Just like that one parent. I don't know what her name is, and I'm so sorry, but I'm, I'm, I have to applaud this one mother. She's teaching her son. I don't know where I read it at. Uh, I'm not sure. But she, she, um, he wanted a pair of Nikes, I think. And instead of her saying okay and going to get it for him she was like well how about you um invest in nike's the company and i think that's very that's that's really good if you want if you're into money like that and into brand names like that then i think that's the best way to teach your child to um you know to to grow up no getting some sense instead of exactly yeah exactly check this out let me kick some shit to y'all Nike stock is $123.19. Under Armour stock is $99.89. So you're that money you're spending could be spent on stock. Now I'm not now, now I'm getting off topic because I'm kind of getting it's kind of getting lost what I'm saying amongst myself. Because what I'm basically saying is if you want to pay that money, go right ahead. It's your money to spend. But don't teach people that if you don't have Nikes, you're not shit. Because you might hate Nikes, but like I'm like I'm 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 
I'm unsure whether or not people are buying shit because they like it or because it's because it's um because it's name brand and expensive. Because you get a lot of people, they don't say look at my new bag I bought. They go look at my two thousand dollar bag I bought. Like when you have to put that amount that you spent on the bag, mm-hmm. then are you buying it because it's because it's because it's that much? First of all, let's stop thinking the phone. Most of y'all ain't even paying two thousand dollars for this bag. Then check this out. Y'all be wearing those Chanel sweatsuits. Newsflash, those are not real. Chanel does not make sweatsuits. They do not make sweatsuits. So whenever you see your friend, when she on Instagram flexing, like, where you get that from? Chanel, dumbass. She's going to be like, dumbass. She's going to say something ignorant to you. And I want you to say, since when did Chanel start making sweatsuits? Because I just looked at the inventory on the website and I don't see it nowhere. Like, you're flexing and then you're not even doing your research. Like, how you going to... How you gonna buy some bootleg shit to flex in and don't research it to see is it even real? Right. You got people walking around with Gucci shoes. Gucci don't make that player, those shoes they walking around with, with Gucci on the back. Gucci don't make since when did Gucci start making those? <laughs> what are you doing wrong? Bruh. Like so it's like you're gonna flex. So it's like this is where it's getting to. You're flexing and then you don't even know where you're getting it from. Walk around with a Chanel. Man, I seen so many people in that fake ass Chanel sweatsuit, man. It's like you're like, can you imagine seeing somebody in a Chanel, Chanel sweatsuit and then they walk up to you like, dog, where you get that from? And you both of y'all just lying together. Like, y'all forming a group of lying. Like, why the fuck you lying? Why are you always lying? That dude is so fucking funny. Like, every time, every time somebody say something, they're like, oh my God, stop fucking lying. That's the oh my like, goodness. So, Moral of the story, parents. I ain't done with the ass. Ain't no more. I'm, I ain't done. I'm about to put no, that. I got, I, I got one more. I know. No, I, got, I got one more point. I got one. I got one. Just one. Just one point. Just one point. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's be clear. If you want to buy fancy things, buy it. But don't buy it at the detriment of your paycheck. If you get paid $500 for that week, you need to, you need to either put another you need to save up three to four paychecks for you can take fifty dollars for each of those and have your two hundred dollars buy your shoes because you like them not because they're expensive if you see some jordans you like or some kevin durant's you like or some lebron's you like buy them because you like them not because they're expensive not because somebody else got them because just because they look cool in them doesn't mean you're going to look cool in them you should want to buy it because you want the shoes Stop teaching people that if you don't have $1,000 on your feet, these red bottoms, first of all, dudes, y'all sound so funny money saying red bottoms. I got my red bottoms on. Dude, what the fuck? You know how you know how you know you know how you sound? You sound so funny money. You sound funny money, bruh. So just keep that in mind. But anyway, don't teach these children that material things are everything because they're not. Like, right. like when people tell me, like people tell me they like Sancorn because of design. They, nobody has ever said to me, oh, I buy your clothes, dog, because they're expensive. If somebody said something like that to me, I would give them back their money and wouldn't let them buy nothing from me no more because you're doing it for the wrong. I feel like I'm I'm basically being like Michael Jordan in, in a sense. I'm allowing you to feed into a system that will basically get you killed. That's another thing. Stop killing each other over damn shoes. They're shoes. They're leather and rubber. Leather, you're killing people over leather and fucking rubber. You know how senseless that is? We got people out here dying for real shit, and you're in jail because you killed somebody else with some shoes. I, I, I don't, who 
Woo! I can just imagine how this conversation go. Dog, what you locked up for? Shit, man. You know, I killed somebody, dog. I had to take his life, you know. Oh, okay. What you in for? Man, you know, I had to kill somebody, too. And, you know, I'm doing a big, you know, murder, murder. What you in for? I killed somebody. You need to get somebody in the background. Tell them why, tell them why you killed them, dumbass. Because cause he had some Jordans I wanted. Can you... You cannot, like, dog, you cannot be out here killing people over shoes. It's too many new, and this is, like, a thing. I remember um, starter jackets. Y'all remember starter? Most of y'all probably remember. You remember starter? Yes, yes. You remember how much starter jackets used to cost? Yep. <laughs> Man, now just think about that. Starter jackets used to cost, like, a whole bunch of money. Now starter, now starter is trying to come back. It's making a comeback. But they just say 2005 starter went shit. So that same stuff y'all was out here killing people for back in 95 and shit, the starter, it was nothing a couple years later. But anyway, I remember my grandma delighting the mood. I remember she bought me a starter jacket. And she was, and I was like, Grandma, they're just shooting people over these. And she go, well, baby, you better just duck and run. I was like, she's going to get me killed, man. I, I live in the... I'm so stupid. I'm so naive. I didn't even live in the neighborhood where they were shooting people. But that's one like you can't be killing. We can't be killing each other over materialistic things. You just can't. It's a J Cole line wrapped in that, but I can't. I can't think right now because I'm so I'm so riled up. But you can't be killing each other. You can't be killing each other over some fucking leather and rubber. That's senseless. It's not that serious to me. I stopped buying Jordans not because of the price. The price is ridiculous. But I stopped buying Jordans. Because I stopped liking the way they look. That's the reason why I stopped. You shouldn't buy something because it's expensive. You shouldn't buy Louis Vuitton because it's expensive. Mark Jacobs, you my boy. But you shouldn't buy Mark Jacobs shit because it's expensive. Especially especially when I give y'all the damn code on how to get 80% off at times when you have the family and friends. Take advantage of that. If you think it's something nice, buy that. But don't buy something because it's expensive. You know how stupid you are. You on, you on Facebook bragging about your $2,000 belt. You can't even pay your damn rent. Mm-hmm. You you bragging about a two thousand dollar belt when you you driving a Pinto, <laughs> bruh? You know how many cars you get with that money? You could have bought you a nice car, a nice used car, and that's another thing. Stop teaching these. I'm just I'm just on another. This, uh, that's another thing. That's another thing. But seriously, stop teaching me. I guess we'll get to this in another podcast. But stop teaching these little girls that diamond rings are everything. Yeah. A fucking, it's a fucking rock. It's a shiny rock. If you like shiny rocks, that's cool. But stop saying if he really loves you, he would get you a big diamond ring. He would get you a big rock. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh uh-uh. But yeah, we should challenge. I I think whoever's listening out there, definitely thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate the love as well and support. Um, I I let's just let's just. Let's challenge each other, okay? Let's let's challenge you parents to open up with your children, like you said earlier, conversate with them. Get to know them. You know they're what they like, what they don't like. Um freaking let's let's go feed the homeless together. You know, with your child. Let them see you, the real you, how emotional you can get or you know, how you react to things, the real life situations. Um, you know, reevaluate what's important and what's not, and then definitely, definitely. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. So we have this 
JJNA Foundation uh, page, Facebook page going and we challenge you parents to email us your child's drawing with their first name and age and we will showcase it. Show them the crowd. Care about your children. Mm-hmm. And on that note, we gotta get out of here, man. We done had fun with y'all. We done <laughs> laugh. We done kicked it. We done shared our Kool-Aid. We done dropped some wisdom. But y'all yes. gotta get out. We gotta catch we gotta catch y'all another time, man. <laughs> yes, please be safe out there. Love each other and peace. Peace, love and chicken grease.